Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the shit show that is the Superhero Hour Hour, the only Woo. podcast on the internet, period. My name is Ryan, and I am so happy to present to you your host tonight, Ryan. Mike, Greg, speak on this. Yeah, it's a, it's a momentous occasion. I just wanted to, right off the bat, say I'm not going to be weird about the fact that Taylor is not on tonight's episode. Starting now, or? No, yeah, I'm just, it, might, it may go unmentioned by me, and so I just didn't want you guys to think that I was going to be acting out because Taylor wasn't here. I don't know what's different, but I feel like I can finally relax, kind of uh. put my hair down and just have fun with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> There's a vibe that's different in the room, and I don't, maybe it'll go unmentioned. Uh, <laughs> nobody is staring at us, sharpening their machete as we talk. Yeah. That makes things easier. He loves that machete. Hey, <laughs> he keeps it so sharp. And you know what? There's not a lot of vines around. Like, yeah. I don't think not, you need it. That's because he's doing such a great job, dude. Oh, he's doing that's it. That's thanks okay. to T-Money. Is that still the number one vining? way of getting rid of vines? Yes. Machete? Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, Danny Trejo made a vine account once, and the day after, the whole thing <laughs> shut down. Man, Greg really does laugh at everything, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, do you you both host shows yeah. for the Pot Filter Network. Uh, do you have any advice for me tonight? You know what? Uh, just, just keep it lively. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely don't forget to be present in the moment Ugh. and uh you're on the clock you are in charge of the clock oh and uh like if the conversation dies down then immediately spark it back up with a salient point spark and sort of be the expert on everything but mostly just relax and just have a good time and just be present cool good I list would say don't ask for advice don't ask for help act like you know where you're steering the ship even when it's right into that iceberg will my lack of support of taylor our normal host come back to bite me in the ass at all tonight we'll see because he's not here. No. Do I? I mean, I support you guys on OCD and Moody, right? Movie of the year. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think right now that Greg referenced this. Right now, you're supposed to jump in and kick that ball back to the air when both of us <laughs> do not answer a question. Okay. So let's say uh, conversation is dying down, and then yeah. I'm like, um, water balloons. Yeah, and I'm just like, did you ever notice about water balloons? That you feel like you fill them all up enough, but some of them you just don't. And so it just becomes this weird little like beanbag thing that you peg people with and Greg, no one can get it to pop. Greg gave me a full list of like things to shout out. Uh-huh. Do you have a list or are you ready to go? Do my type five list? Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Just give me, just give Brussels sprouts. The thing about Brussels sprouts that nobody gets is you put them in an oven and they're much better than if you boil them. Okay. So yeah, that's not really how I'm going to run the show. Greg is going to do the bits about random things. Yeah. Mike, you're supposed to be doing the freestyle raps about random things. Wasn't I? That was that <laughs> was that, not is a that rap. Not SoundCloud rap. <laughs> did thing about did I not rap sprouts? Everybody here and shout. Do you want to switch roles then, Greg? Sure. I'll, of I the three of us, who is the best freestyler? Probably you, Ryan. Oh, see, he's already getting points. <laughs> is this a pointed show now? Yeah, this is a pointed <laughs> and show. It's, I just got three of those bad boys, so it must be. Okay, so um, and then like you guys will also come in and do good. Uh, like at random, right? Like it just doesn't. Ha- the conversation doesn't have to just die down. I'm no, gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't say good. I would say normally, yes, I would carry. I'd carry my own weight, but I'm kind of phoning in today's show. So it, okay, there's such a big difference between like when mom makes dinner versus when stepdad yeah. makes dinner, or worse, like mom's friend Frank. So yeah. I don't know. Mom's friend Frank's hosting, so we're gonna see what we can get away with. You just, just throw food on the floor. And <laughs> I'm gonna be a total goofer. You, start, you keep screaming at me. Stop fucking my mom. <laughs> That's everybody's favorite bit. Okay, uh, 
since you brought it up, you have to stop that. I will not. You have to stop that. We are in love. Choose one of her moms. It's not (laughs) fair to both of these sweet dames that you're fucking both of them. At a certain point, like once it was became all three of your moms, does it even like is it a big deal anymore? Like aren't we all used to it? Honestly, n- not up getting all three of them in the same room at the same time. I'm a little offended that my mom is not, not enough woman for you. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm trying to just stoke the fires of being incensed. It's been so long now. I guess I'm over it, really. You just learn to accept basically any reality if you have enough time. I go to resignation too quickly. I wish I could stay angry longer about things. I feel like that's... I'm like, an, hey, uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's an important component of democracy. It's just getting resigned all the time uh, and then not doing anything to change anything. And it's not even because something new came up. It's just like, I really just, I spent too much time thinking about this yeah. one thing, you know? Like, my yeah. dollars are spent. Yeah, a lot of times I'm just like, if something's like really tough, I'm just like, well, I'm a piece of garbage. <laughs> what, what can I do? I'm just a piece of human shit. So, that, of course, I'm not going to do anything good. That is why I did it. Not because like I'm attracted to your mother yeah. or I need to have a She's gorgeous. more fruitful sex life. But I, I do agree. Greg's mom is gorgeous. But uh, <laughs> it was so all three of you would realize what pieces of shit you are. And I think it worked. Dude, mission accomplished. <laughs> Seriously. I took it as a compliment. I didn't realize <laughs> I should be feeling bad. Tonight, we have a jam-packed show. We are going to review this week's episode of Supergirl. Can that's you right. It? It's been a while. We're going to talk about it, and also we watched it, so yeah. that's crazy. Uh, but before that, we're going to go to the Super Shushy Bullpen, where I rank everyone's mothers. <laughs> now we're here in the Super Serious Shushy Bullpen. Correct. Do I have to race through all those words and not pronounce any of them? And you can add one if you want. Super Smushy? Like Smushy? Smushy, yeah. Sniffy? Super Sniffy. <laughs> Dude, no, you can't. You can't say sniff for anything. No more sniffing. Tonight we're gonna play hot stove, which is a oh. baseball term. That's very. That was. Were you, were you specifically doing a Trump sniff? <laughs> I was like, just imagining somebody's mother's panties. <laughs> a nondescript mother, <laughs> but anyway. she better have had kids. Mama. Hot stove is a baseball term where it's like a the off season where all the teams are adding free agents. Unless you're my favorite team, in case you don't do anything. Tonight we're gonna add some free agents to a specific show. We're going to say that there's not enough teens and parents on Runaways. So we're going to insert a new family into there. But, because I'm hosting Wrinkle Time. Oh, no, Wrinkle Time. It's it's time for Wrinkle Time. All the characters have to be from a Wrinkle in Time? We're uh, going to do all the dads first, and then we're going to send one dad to the show. We're going to choose which of the three, and then mom and kid. That is a wrinkle. That's a wrinkle, right? Why do I find this so upsetting? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just slightly different than what I expected, and I'm furious. (laughs) You know what? I like it. You're going to be okay with it. it. Okay, faster than I could get it out. I was going to tell you, you're going to be okay in three seconds. So, uh, Mike, we're going to start with you. Yeah, we are. Pride needs a new male member. Pride needs a new (laughs) (laughs) zaddy. And I think this is, uh, he's been a bad zaddy on shows before of ours. His daddy is a baddie zaddy? Daddy, baddie zaddy. And I think he will bring a fun, sometimes pride can be fun, but not nearly fun enough. And he'll stank them while making them fun again. He'll, uh, I don't know, make people dance to Mac the Knife. It's Damien Dark. I think Damien Dark would shake this group up. So not the character, or not the actor. You want the character of Damien Dark. I mean, I guess he could play a different wizard. But uh, also, I want the guy to have just a lot of work. I love this guy. Uh, and we don't know his acting name, right? It's, do we? His it's name Damien apparently Dark. is Damien Dark. David Ryan. Chappelle. On the uh, credits of Captain America, the first Avenger, it, just, it said like, Neil McDonough as Damien Dark as... Howlin' Commando. Oh, it's Neil McDonough. It's not Neil McDonough. Oh. Um, Dum Dum okay. Dugan is his name. So, Damien Dark on the show. Greg, who do you want to throw in this pot? Okay. Oh, and I should say that 
Uh, we can't say like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. Yeah. We have to like Damien Dark right now doesn't have that much to do. He's free to come onto the show. Oh, and you think Brad Pitt just chock full of things? Yes. And can I add that makes this hard as shit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because anytime we have to you, call their agents and anytime you try to think of somebody for a part, you think of famous people who are currently relevant. Okay. But because of that, I was able to think of this guy, and it's going to give the show a different feel, and I want to go with it. I want to go with like a little bit of an arrested development, like one camera, long takes, a lot of improv from this portion of Runaways. And so I'm going to go with Sam Richardson. Okay. Nice. All right. Okay. And I was, <laughs> was going to do a whole thing where the three of mine came as a team, and so they all worked together, but... That's I why think you were mad. I get it. Now. Sam Richardson, his thing, he worked with anybody, right? Because he owns the camera. And I am going for a slightly different feel, but I hope that it, he's at least an actor and not a character from another show. That is true. Oh, so mine's a real life person. Yours yeah, I, just lies. I was flailing, Mike, and I just attacked you because that's what I do instinctually. Uh, Sam Richard is a, Richardson is an excellent choice because, one, Runaways, like, we like the show, but. The tone could be mixed up a little bit. Yeah. This would and make it better. When they're doing humor, that's when the show is absolutely the best. The second things get slightly dramatic, it's like, Ugh, I don't know about this. Nobody, even you guys don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can top that, Greg, but I'm going to try. And I'm the host, so I'm just going to I'm gonna top it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> somebody who does not get anywhere near as much work as he should. He was on a show that recently got canceled. Great news, and he was barely on that show. Great news got canceled. It did, yeah. Oh god, that is this bad is, news. This is breaking live. <laughs> oh, I'm devastated. Uh, I always meant to watch that. Why was Horatio You're part of the so wasted on that show? And why can't he be a runaway zaddy daddy? It's he's always wasted in his career. In real life, everybody appreciates him. Why? Why is it the real world okay. doesn't get him? He yeah, he is legit funny, but for whatever reason, on Great News. They would give him one line per episode, and it, it like it had to be the worst line. Yeah, they mandated that he always have an unfunny line, but only that one. And it was not only a waste, but it's like they threw him under the bus. And he could have killed that bus, Barry style. Barry <laughs> and everybody would have loved oh. it. Again, we're going kind of improv-y with that. Yes, I like it. I, I want to make sure that he understands that these scripts aren't great, and yeah. you should play around. We're dude, we're saving this show, <laughs> but only one can move to Runaways, guys. So, Damian Dark, Sam Richardson, or Horatio Sands, who do you think is going in? Are you not allowed, like, allowed to vote for your own? Yes. Because I'm getting strong Sam Richardson vibes. I'm going to go with yours, then. I say Horatio Sands. I would go with Sam Richardson. I would go Sam Richardson. All yeah! Right. Oh, this is great news. Sam Richardson, is, new job, bud. Congratulations. Is it, <laughs> it going to be more Veep energy Sam Richardson? No, it's Detroiters. Detroiters. Yeah. So, it, just randomly screaming? Yes. Oh, the whole the whole weird, like, I'm a toddler, but in, like, a grown man's body. And then imagine him doing that next to uh, Alex's dad, who is <laughs> what Sam Richardson thinks yeah. he is in his own mind. <laughs> Them together would be great. All right. The mom. Sam Richardson's wife. Sam Richardson's wife. Mike, where are we going? Uh, I'm realizing now that I misread the board's memo, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, I think... Best part of a great show that was underrated, unless you're Mike and Ryan. And by underrated, I don't mean in this room. I mean the world. Dark Matter should come back, but if it can't, I want two to keep working, basically as two. Uh, and she could be a badass bounty hunter lady who's a mama. I have to say, two to keep working sounds like a rad sitcom. I, I was going to say disco single. <laughs> well, it, Two to keep working. I love Both it. Both the theme song to the sitcom, and it's a package <laughs> yeah. deal. And can you imagine two married to Sam Richardson? 
Like, that would be adorable. <laughs> that is a 90s level sitcom. Uh, Greg, what do you got? All right, now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes parents can be a boy and a girl. Yes. Two girls? Mm-hmm. Could it be two boys? I don't... Let's check the tape. We'll check the tape. Dave, look that up for us. But I'm going to assume that it can be, because all that makes a family is love. Uh, and I'm going to go with Tim... The Toolman Taylor. <laughs> Tim, the Toolman Taylor. Uh, what is the Tim from Detroiters? I have it here in my it's notes. Not, I always call him Tim, not Robinson. Tim, Roger, Tim Robinson. Oh, it's so close. From Detroiters. Okay. So you want Tim Robinson. Yes. Okay. Jimmy Robbins? And I re- I wanted him to be with Sam Richardson. These guys, I think they could really effectively play a couple in a way that's not like Larry and Stan got married or whatever that movie uh-huh. was. Like, I think they could really bring like a truth to it because they play characters on Detroiters who love each other but also are also so frustrated with each other. That's real marriage. Yeah. And I just think their energy together, you put that on Runaways. Oof. I'm, you guys, I got chills. And I think it's really good for Gert's parents. Because yeah. that's the parents and the pride that the rest of Pride's always frustrated with. Uh-huh. That's going to move over yeah. now. <laughs> Tim and Sam. Like, well, they are scientists. Like, those two are at least capable. These guys are, like, wrestling around all the time. <laughs> all right. Mike, I don't want to just make Greg's dreams come true. No. But what I have is very close to yours. It's uh, Jessica Henwick, who played Colleen Wing, the best part uh-huh. of Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. And just, like, sort of probably a younger mom. But yeah. she does. She she got the stoic, boring tone of Iron Fist, but yeah. always she didn't change the tone. But was always the most interesting part, whether it was humor or line delivery or whatever. I want her to start working again as soon as possible. Yeah, she's great. But now we have to pick. Only one can go in, and I'm a little nervous. We have two from Dark Matter: Colleen Wing, the actress, and Tim Robinson. Well, not being able to vote for my own, I think I. I want to vote for my own, but I'm going to say Colleen Wing. She was the best part. You always hated Dark Matter. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Tim Robinson. All right, here we go. Oh, dude, we are fixing this show. <laughs> We're giving these guys something to do. This is so exciting, you guys. I don't. So, I mean, maybe the old lady is going to be the powered up teen from Detroiters. But uh, <laughs> Mike, who do you think is the kid that tim and sam have (laughs) tim and sam have this kid and i think so either this is like their kid from the future or their kid has jack disease but if we're talking about people who elevated the show they're on ward meacham always got what iron fist (laughs) could be oldest person mentioned so far but he's definitely he's dressed like superboy from 1990s random superman so like a leather jacket and earring he's just like hey fellow teens but he means it so when you were prepping for the segment, you were like, all right, Ward Meacham, definitely a dad's age, but I don't have a place for that to go. So Again, a memo was misread. I thought they had to be from our bank of shows. All right, Ward Meacham. The teen. Craig, try and top that. All right, I was actually worried about the age of mine, uh, but now I'm not anymore. You're welcome. Okay, uh, she just basically got her own episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and she has her own show called Alone Together. Oh, yeah. She is actually 30 oh. years old, but she seems like she's probably about like 16 or 17. She looks she's, a solid six years younger than Gert. Yeah, she <laughs> is Esther Podvinsky. Yeah, Podvinsky. Esther rules. And um, I, like... I have known of her career for just the past couple years or whatever. Always been a fan of hers. And she really feels like she's just about to have a moment where she's about Mm -hmm. to pop off. Uh, I was thinking, like, maybe she could play, like, 21 Jump Street style, 
like she's going to try to hang out with the teens and she's acting like she's a teen, but really she's an adult and she's like a narc trying to like, she works for pride or she works for somebody else. But she's going to give all that up to keep hanging yeah, out with oh, the teens, yeah, right? Because how cool they are. I was thinking because she was probably a nerd in her own time in high school and then she hangs out with these cool people and she like becomes enamored of them in a style that this actress could really pull off and then like geeks out over them and ends up defecting and trying to act like she really is legit like 17 with them. Okay, that's well, so good. Fuck you, Greg. One of you guys had good <laughs> entries, but what I'm going to say, and I, I do want this, this I, I think this person is much older, but I think he can play younger. We've seen him play younger. Uh, it's not working right now, and that is infuriating. Like, I think he's got like one line every three episodes of Modern Family right uh-huh. now. So let's get Jimmy Tatro, Dylan from American, the first season of American Vandal, oh. on this show. Oh. And so like, I'm going to say that Tim... His dad had like a high school, knocked a girl up in high school, okay. right? But he was gay, ended up with uh, Sam, and his kid is Dylan from American Vandal. And I don't even know if I want oh, the actor. Darn. I think this is the character, <laughs> yeah, the just character. now on yeah. ways. Wow. He transferred from San Diego. <laughs> That's very strong. I like that quite a bit. And his, because he's not quite, uh, what's Fisticuff's name? Fistigons? Chase. 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 Um, he's no, got, no, no, no. Well, yeah. Chase is actually smart. Yeah, especially more recently on the last couple of episodes. I think yeah. Chase sort of lost his Dylan from American Vandalness. Let's get that back on the show. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so rad. They just hang out with the legit meatheads? <laughs> Dude. Well, so, that's my vote. That's what I'm going with. power to draw dicks. Yeah. We've, we've got Ward Meacham, we've got Lil Esther Povitsky, and we've got Jimmy Tatro. What do you guys think? And we cannot vote for our own. Mike, <laughs> even when you know what, Mike, you can one. on this one. <laughs> but I just, I don't want Greg to go chalk. Uh, <laughs> but I think Lil Esther would rule. I want her to be on everything. And I'll go with uh, Dylan. That's also like a very strong choice. Okay, and I'm gonna vote for my own. So, <laughs> Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson, congratulations! You guys have jobs again. Please and you don't are pick up your son. You are the daddy and the zaddy to Jimmy Tatro. All now <laughs> on Runaways. Do we have a powers for Tatro? Is it I, drawing penises? I was just gonna say suplexes. Okay, yeah, yeah like, he's Hulk, and they never really go into like what like does that mean super strength or he's good at grappling? It's just suplexes, and every fight he's, <laughs> he's just suplex- suplexing away. Is he kind of uh, Mister Furious from the Mystery Man? Like, <laughs> just like, oh! <laughs> keying the shit out of the bad guys' cars. What a great movie! While yelling, I didn't do it. You know the name of the restaurant, Soup Plantation, has uh-huh. always felt weird and outdated to yeah. me. Yeah, suplex, suplex sounds like a duplex. Like it's still a building made of soup. But it's made of soup. <laughs> Do you love Don't salads and soups? You, you gotta get yourself to the suplex, brothers. All right, that's all the fun salads, for the show. Because now we gotta talk about Supergirl. Focaccia. Hey, I'm Ryan. And this is Mike. Mike, you're here. Mike is here. This is Ryan. Okay, so we're gonna do commercials real quick. Starting with our money maker. Our money maker. Do you know what that is when I say it? Uh, Course. No, 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 talk normal, bud, please. Right now, just just right now, if you just talk normal, I will give you a juice box as soon as these ads are done. What flavor? I mean, there is no good flavor of Capri Sun. So you can have your pick. Which one turns me into Alex Mack? <laughs> I think that is Fruit Punch. If do you we want to thought do... she was cute when we were her age, is it weird to still think she was cute? If Fruit Punch or Alex Mack, Al- Alec Mack, Alex Max. I'd lick that Mack. Okay. High five? Uh, if they, no, not at all. If either one of those was a Patreon tier, what would be the thing that you would talk about now? 
Patreon.com slash your pop filter at three and a half dollars would get you all the nudes, 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 and I mean ramen. We will make ramen and send it to you, you, you for three and a half dollars at your pop filter. Patreon.com slash your pop filter. Understand that whatever you say right now is legally true. So I'm when somebody joins a three and a half dollar tier, you're going to send them nude ramen? Nude ramen. No broth, all and noodles. What does nudity have to do with ramen? It's nudes, 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 N-O-O-D-S, N-O-O-D-S, N-O-O-D-S. Okay, so some of us shorten nudity to nudes. You shorten noodles to nudes. What's nudity? <laughs> nudity is what I'm showing you right now. Gross. Okay. Don't like my nipples? Not a fan? I hate the male and the female nipple. Okay, so now I want you to just do this one straight and not bring up Alex Mack. Are you ready? We'll see. Okay, we have an Amazon channel. You could buy for ten ninety five or rent for four ninety five. Ten things I hate about you, starring one Alex Mack. Okay, her name is Larissa Olenek, and she's an actress who does many many things. McClarissa McLeanick. Nope, you don't have to just add a mick to everything so you find it hot. She's what is your Irish. thing with Irish people? I love the Irish. I don't know why I love redheads. Something about friends. You say Irish, I say Irish. No, I don't like that. That's racist. Oh, that's racist. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is how you could get 10 things I hate about you for cheaper. You walk around town saying, I'm going to fuck the potato out of that girl, but I'm racist. All girls have potatoes up their butts. Okay. My mom taught me. And then the other thing, Mike, is that uh, we have a full, full channel of podcasts. Some sort of butt with a potato in it. All right. Settle down on your Irish love. I wish I was a little bit taller is what you're about to say. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> I wish I had a girl who looked good with potatoes. Yes. No girls look good with potatoes. That's a lie. All girls look good. Girls, carry some potatoes with you wherever you go. all rabbits wear hats. A rabbit in a hat is a leprechaun. True story. Mike, our Monday podcast is... Movie of the year where Greg leads you and I in a head-to-head heated battle. Who could be his best friend while we battle for who wins the best movie of the year? Well, Greg invites two guests. It might be as it might not be. Who could it be? Uh, our Tuesday is once a month because he's lazy. The first Tuesday of the month is Taylor talking Taylor, where Taylor talks about Taylor's. Have you heard of Thursdays? I've heard of them. The first two letters of Thursday are TH. Throw an E on there. What show do we do? The. Give me a the. <laughs> the. OCD, where you and me talk about the OC. I, I love how like nobody cares that we have a show called OCD. About uh, OC, but we are hardcore pimping the tonight. We love the. That is the best word in the English language. And then Fridays, have you heard of? What's up there? Thank you, Mike, for your help. You're welcome for my help. You were actually a net negative on this segment, but commercials are done. And let's get back to the show. You're Irish. (laughs) This week on Supergirl. A drug is making everyone hulk out because it got blasted with some gamma rays. And bros love it because, well, Trump probably. Alex is forgetting that Kara Supergirl is making her all confused and turning her into a straight-up B-word slash a-hole. Nia goes home home for Harvest Festival, like you do, and takes Kara with her. Nia reveals that she is trans and that she has gotten her family's dreamer abilities to see in the future, but hasn't wanted to hurt her sister who thought she would get the powers. When Nia's mom dies, the Children of Liberty break up the funeral, roided out on rage pills and truck nuts. In the melee that follows, Nia's sister realizes that Nia has the dreamer power and says, how can someone like you have the power? You're not even a real woman. Yikes, sis. Gentlemen, I ask you this. 
This felt like an important episode of TV. Have we been sitting out on an important season of TV, especially for bozos like us? Here's why I think that's a really good question, mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, this show did something like kind of an, an interesting, subtle move, which is uh, it's like had a trans actress on it this whole season, and then mostly treated it like, well, you know, some people are trans. You, you don't always have to comment on it. And then this episode, when she talks to Kara about it, uh, you're like, yeah, they had a two-second conversation. That's all anybody needs to say. And then you just move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Until the very end, where her own fucking sister shows that she's a huge transphobe. And, and what's awesome about this, because, th- I mean, this is what Supergirl's always done is attack big issues, sometimes out of their weight class. They can't always handle it. But underplaying it, it worked really well and showing the nuanced of it. It's not you either completely support trans folk or you don't at all. But her sister, I bet, walked away going, oh, fuck, what did I say? I thought oh, I supported yeah. her until you're faced with that. And it is the people who, it's the the good liberal until they don't get the job. And yeah. they're like, what the fuck? That's what I thought was so great about this episode is because, especially in the first couple of seasons of Supergirl, um, they, it was messagey. Some messages delivered better than others, but it uh, it was always preaching to the choir. Yeah, you know, like MAGA folk were not watching Supergirl. Right, and if they started one, if they were like, "Well, I like DC Comics," they would turn it off because of how liberal it was. And I don't know if this is a series wide switch or just an episode switch, but this is preaching to the people who like were watching. Like, this is for liberals to say, yeah. like, you think that you're liberal, but one, uh, you're still capable of in a rage saying awful, uh-huh. awful things. Yeah. And uh, two, just in like when people weren't angry, there was still stuff that slipped out that felt normal, but is clearly awful because we have a camera that will cut to this actress when she hears stuff like, I only have one daughter, Right? you know? Yeah. How the show, the the show versus the characters, the show is just like, yeah, Nia has the powers and that's fine. And moving on. The show isn't like, bum, bum, dum, super zoom in. But it is such a cool idea that she does. And, and the mom... He was very accepting. I was like, yeah, you're you're one of my daughters. But she was like, I always knew so-and-so would have the power because yeah. I had a dream that said my daughter would have the power. And just that over and over and over again and how you can trip up and not realize how you're hurting people around you. It was bananas level. I did not expect this from Supergirl. Because especially for the audience, it's so obvious when you look at this family who must have the powers. Yeah. It's your other daughter. <laughs> Remember her? But for the characters, it showed, yeah, a block in their thinking. And that was, again, like, I didn't feel assaulted with that message, though. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they were saying, like, do you see what we're doing here? They just kind of did it, and we're like, I hope you picked up on that. And we don't watch subtle shows. Nothing we watch is subtle. But this whole episode was, like, nuanced and balanced in a way that was, like, exciting. I I think when you're doing so many superhero things, it's the rattle. So we're looking at that. And there are the MAGA bros who are not subtle. And there's the stoner. Do you know you can do drugs and not be the worst piece of shit in the world? (laughs) This show would not have you believe that. Uh, The conversations between the drug dealers and the frat boys, the MAGA Mm -hmm. frat boys, just... Like kick ass <laughs> character writing right there. It's like maybe they have a nuanced writer and they're like, just deal with this character. Yeah. And we'll have our B team attack everything else. Which is fine because if those characters were more developed in this episode, that would have been less Nia Null. You right. know? You gotta like take what you can get. And here's maybe why it's dumb we're sleeping on this show or let it it let us down so we bailed. Is I like the character of Nia in general. I think this actress is really good and Kara is great and now somebody can go toe to toe with her because I do not like Brainy, the other new edition of this season. This and is my the, first experience with him. The internet likes him because oh. the internet's dumb. Well, because he is the internet. Like, 
He, he is had, all of them. He had, I felt, a rough episode of this. He at this point, I think the problem with him is he's doing a like caricature of a character that he came up with. Uh-huh. And it's gotten he's tried to do that too hard mm-hmm. because when the first when Brainy was first around, I thought he was a pretty good character. We saw him in a couple episodes earlier. Yeah, with with Monel and Saturn Girl. But the, every scene with him in it is shot like, can you believe how good this guy is? The problem with that too, th- this is also a Cisco problem, is that there's a lot of scenes in these episode or TV shows like this where. Uh, you'll have all the characters in a circle discussing what they're going to do that episode. And so everybody gets a line, mm-hmm. but all of his lines have to be so Brainiac yeah. or Cisco or whatever that it grinds the scene to a screeching halt. Halt. Whereas the scene where he walks into the prison cell, uh-huh. spends two seconds convincing the drug dealers to give him the information, then leaves, that's how you use Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. That, was a gr- that was a good scene. And then being like, how'd you learn to talk about it? It's like, same way they, they did, the movies. Another subtle thing is nobody talks... Like those frat boys, uh-huh. and you learn how to talk like that. Also, not to get too nitpicky here, but uh, if you go to a tra- you go to a trailer to get your party drugs, and then you get the fuck out and you go to the party, you don't, you don't do take them right in front of, of yeah, the you know trailer. What? I want to roll on E right here <laughs> yeah. with guys I don't know and my best friend. What was the plan after that? He was start going their own to party? drive down the road completely high, and then when he got to where he was going, he would basically have just peaked recently, you, and would that be coming down at the event? You get to the rave, and you go, oh my god, I'm so empty, will I always be this empty? <laughs> there is no more serotonin. <laughs> you, you rage out. <laughs> the other thing that this episode did, and I think I'm wearing down on just watching TV in general, guys. Like I don't, have, I don't know sucks. if I have that much time there's, left And there's, there's so much of this comic book stuff now. But I... Uh, it showed that accepting families, and this city for some reason is just super accepting. Like she kept saying, like I couldn't have grown up in a better yeah. place. Uh-huh. This farm town loves all people. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. They have a harvest festival, and it's to celebrate that they love everybody. And people from neighboring towns apparently come over to raise hell during <laughs> it to just be like, "Fuck you!" It, it, they just hate the fact that there's the harvest festival, yeah. right? Like we were already beating people up, but let's take drugs to beat even more people up. <laughs> But when they walk in and Nia introduces Kara to her family, um, you can tell that they're accepting, very liberal, very mm-hmm. awesome, but uh, still annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like, there's still there's the thing that all families still have of like they'll brag about each other and then they'll roll their eyes and ah, it's so hard to watch. Yeah, families suck. You're not sick of TV. Families yeah, suck. It might just be people. <laughs> it, holidays were still pretty recent. But, see, there's a subtle thing in that scene where she comes in and her sister's like, "Oh, my sister," and something about the way she sits on the word. Mm-hmm. Like I, I rewatched the episode today and I was like, "Oh yeah, they like broadcast Playing early on that there's like some part of this that she's not fully comfortable with." Right. Or, and and the family's accepting that Nia's trans. They're not accepting that she's living in the big city doing a reporter <laughs> thing. There was like, well, we always knew you'd want to do that. And it, it, it's weird how, how many levels of judgment there can be. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Maeve, is that the sister's name? Sure. Maeve is... Well, she's going to be evil with a name like Maeve. That's a fairy queen, <laughs> evil fairy queen name. Uh, I think that she's bitter about a lot of things. Like, Nia has a lot of stuff going for her. In this case, to Maeve, not the rest of the world, but to Maeve, being trans. Like, she's got all this interesting stuff. She's still stuck on a farm, praying to God that she gets this power. And at one point says, uh, why don't you tell me I'm an expert in dream analysis? Like, she's holding (laughs) on to so little. Uh, Go back to your crystals, Maeve. You know what? She's going to be able to find a career in that. Don't worry. (laughs) There's going to be something for her to do. She in, in a big city, Maeve would do okay. She could open a stupid fucking new age shop uh-huh. and do dream analysis. Get out of Radish Town. <laughs> Nobody loves radishes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that the first and only hors d'oeuvre that was offered? Yeah. Like, why don't you take some of this radish? And then we had to just like 
in real time they had a fucking snack and just chewed on radishes <laughs> like they were apples. I did think that is interesting. The episode was called "Get Out of Radish Town," <laughs> which is a bad title, but great advice. Yeah, always follow that advice. I wish going going back to Brainy and why he's good. He did. Um, they were like, Brainy, how are you good at acting? And he did a bunch of micro emotions and faces real quick. That great. I wish we got like rid the of- the host of Dirty Jobs? Yes. Did all of his faces? <laughs> uh, I wish he, because he replaced Wynn. But if Wynn and him were there, there could be nuance of what kind of nerd are you? James needs to get the fuck out. The show reboots who James is every season. And this episode said James and Lena got in a fight because they didn't know the same- Greatest invention of humankind. <laughs> Fuck you. That's the true nerdum. And then he just went shady. James Olsen in any incarnation is not shady, but by the end he's like, eh, she's my girlfriend, so I'm going to hide stories. And this is not uh, nuanced character arcing for you. This Mm-mm. is bullshit forced drama. Herky jerky suddenly, uh, yeah, you just move this character into this position. Yeah, because season one it was a car needs a love interest. Then season two was like, not anymore, so now he's going to be jilted. Season three was, he's a superhero too, and now it's like, I don't know, fuck him. Newspaper I, stuff, I guess? <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> I think that, well, that could be the title of the spinoff. If, he, <laughs> if they have to boot him out. I think that, yeah, James can get got, but I think with Brainiac, what they could do, and again, I'm basing this on one episode, but uh, go the route that they did with Harrison Wells, or Laurel in other CW shows, and just reboot the brain. Uh-huh. You know, like, this yeah. character is boring, so an update, or that one dies and a different dimension one comes, and now let's do something else now. Right. Because after one episode, I was over it. And he's literally that person, too, right? Because he's Brainiac 5. Yeah. So you're going to be like, oh, looks like I'm now Brainiac 6, who's got a wacky personality where I talk <laughs> like this, everybody. Hey, it's Brainiac. Let's have a great day. <laughs> the, the All right, Brainiac 7. version of Brainiac. <laughs> I am level 6. It's me, Brainiac. Uh, always telling people to go right up their nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> uh, and then one last thing yeah, I wanted to point out was I didn't know about all of this Kara and Alex drama. Yeah. And I don't know how long that's been going on or if it's wearing down, but I like the fact that we got it anyway. No, I think it just started. I think it was Alex, uh, for some way, some way her knowing that Kara was super Kara was Supergirl was going to like compromise Kara being Supergirl. So they took away her like memory of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just this episode is the beginning of what's gonna be like a multiple episode arc of like the two of them facing off against each but other. I so what I love is how well they get along. So I guess when she's Kara, so that's interesting, but it feels like a more extreme version of season one. And what I guess I don't like, because I like Alex as a character, is the show keeps coming back to like She's probably a piece of shit, though. Without like, <laughs> Kara is the only thing, every version that makes Alex good. Without Kara, Alex is a monster. Yeah, that's a weird thing to think about one of your main characters without really dealing that, with it. Yeah, that like under any circumstance in which she's gone, uh-huh. she'll just revert mm-hmm. to a complete like bully asshole. Yeah. person. but in the meantime, while all this was going on, uh, we've got Nia and Maeve. You know, like, and it it didn't feel like replacement. It felt like. Uh, just so you know, this show is interested in uh, female-female relationships and specifically sisters, you know? Yeah. And we got to keep exploring Alex and Kara-like things. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, you know? Yeah. And just more complex. And the sh- Like, our shows that we watch, they try to do that, but in a way where they demand that you recognize it. Hey, you see what we're doing here? These are parallels. Yeah. We, got, we heard that you, sometimes when you do stories, you do parallels. But this episode just did it. And didn't make a, like a thing of it. I think that's the craziest thing. I I didn't think that Supergirl would do a bad job handling a trans character. You know, they would, if anything, they would do too good of a job in that sort of like <laughs> oven midi way. Uh, but yeah, like uh, 
just being as cool and calm about it. I thought it was, I don't know, maybe the show's grown up a little bit. I do have to say there is one part that uh, it has nothing to do with that, which I totally agree with. But when Supergirl's like, okay, I have to show you, Dreamer, uh-huh. that I know what you're going through. And the best way to do that is to fly because I'm Supergirl. <laughs> Imagine the experience if someone's like, okay, I'm going to pull over the car. All right, I'm staying right here. And then she just fucks off yeah. into the air. Yeah, I would shit myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the shit are you Literally doing? shit myself. And then <laughs> at the end, Nia got her costume. Yeah. And But is her power dream reading? Yeah. yeah. You wear that costume right before you take a nap. <laughs> yeah. It's optimum. It blocks out the light. It's set, It's woven it with pajamas? lavender. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice nightcap. It, it plugs in so you get warm like a heating blanket. Yeah, because is she going to stand on top of a building and fall asleep? And just fall. She's like, all right, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she does get some sort of offensive power because I would like to see a trans action. That's Supergirl. Supergirl is on Sunday nights on the CW. When we come back, the rest of the shows. Mike and Ryan are here to tell you all the ways you can get in touch with us. Ryan, how would you do that? Oh, man, I feel like that it would be rude of me to interrupt your whole thing that you have going right now. What but whole thing? You don't, you don't hear how you sound different? Like you, you sound like that, like a goat who is like halfway in between goat and human, and you just got a radio show. Like some sort of Jim Brewer. <laughs> oh man, do you remember Jim Brewer? Jenny McCarthy. What? Uh, that guy that we're talking about is my favorite person named that since they turned sweat socks from a workout place into a beer. I don't like any of that. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. No, no, stop! I'm supposed to do this. Uh-oh. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's how you email us. What was the other thing? I Jim Brewer? Oh, all right. You can give us a call. You can call a robot associate. What's that? One. What's a robot associate? Yes. It's a secretary who is made of gears and whistles. All sorts of gears and whistles? How yeah. do, what does it run on? Uh, electricity and love. I like steam and hate. <laughs> well, that's how the Nazis ran their tanks. Do you want a Nazi tank? Is that steampunk? The Nazis were pretty punk rock. Nobody talks about that enough. And steampunks don't talk about the fact that they're always just singing Nazi songs. Look at their stupid facial hair. They love the Nazis. Wait, hold on. Steampunk is the thing where you just put goggles on your face but has nothing to do with music? It's all about goggles, no music. Are there steampunk bands? No swimming. Is there steampunk rock? I tried to make that and people just threw things at me. I feel like uh, a steampunk rock would be like a boulder with goggles on it. The steampunk rock. (laughs) Is that a Ramones song? Basically, yes. You just wrote a Ramon song. It's bad music. You have the least amount of musical talent than anybody I have ever met, and you just wrote a Ramon song. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, the Ramones of the day. If you don't have Ramones of the day to you, if you don't have time. Hold on, shut up. The Ramones of the day to you. Thank you. Uh-huh. If you, do if you don't have, have a. Hold on, stop. Ramones of the day to you. Uh, the Ramones of the day to you. If you don't have time to email or call us, if you had, I don't know, 140 to 200 carats or less, how would you do that? So you're like a businessman or woman on the go. Ryan, I'm not a businessman. You drive your Mercedes briefcase from court to court saying (laughs) business all day. A business all day to you. (laughs) And a Ramon song to you. What was the other thing? Twitters. Uh huh. That's the thing we're saying to each other as a greeting? Uh, Twitter's to you. Twitter's to you. <laughs> okay, so like we're on Twitter. We're going to do 140 characters. Twitter's back, baby. And Facebook is gone. Facebook dead, baby. We officially are not promoting our Facebook anymore, it's right? It's there. It happens sometimes. We don't use it. Are you down with oh, being so, so against Facebook that we start a pop filter MySpace? Yes. Scenester kids as MySpacers. Who's in our top eight and 
Follow-up question. Does Paul F. Tompkins have eight MySpaces where he can be our entire top eight? Your top eight is Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins fan club. Paul F. Tompkins fan club for real. Unnatural 20s. Greg, because he'd be butthurt if it wasn't. The Boondock Paul F. Saints. Tompkins, another thing. And Paul F. Tompkins, another And, of course, all of the Boondock Saints. <laughs> Every single goddamn one of them. Best basketball players in New York City. At your pop filter on tweets. Now it's the part of the show where we go over every other show based on a comic book that came out this week in a very random order, starting with Arrow. This week on Arrow, somebody's stalking Laura with creepy notes and trying to turn the city against Oliver after the two go on the local news as former vigilantes. It turns out to be two separate creeps, as Laurel's creep is still a mystery, but Oliver's is the son of the bodyguard Robert Queen shot to keep Oliver alive on the boat. Who was in every footage of Raft, right? He yes. was always sitting He's there. Always just yeah, like, always been hey, there. guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, Curtis is pissed at Dig and Lila for dragging him into the Suicide Squad ghost initiative plan. Taste buds, <laughs> I ask you this. In the world of Arrow, are all electric engineers on a watch list since they can turn a battery into a killing machine? <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's the secret to any sort of science, right? Should we have gone well, to school for that? I mean, you're from Philly. That's what you guys are known for, is turning every battery in your hand, throwing oh, yeah. it as hard That's as you can true. at someone. Only, it's Santa's kryptonite. It only hurts Yeah, Santa. didn't you kill Santa Claus yeah. by pegging him with a battery? How many people have died from Philly-thrown batteries? 72. That's a year. A, oh, okay. That's that's a lot. Do you, before you, Mike, personally, before you chuck a battery, do you put provolone on it or the whiz? It's whiz. It's got to be a, whiz. I'm, I'm a classicist. I'm a whiz guy. Yeah, you're a whiz guy. If you're throwing a battery, then yeah, you whiz all over it, and then you throw it at someone. Um, Go ahead. I was a real question. Uh, so we are we have a big enough ensemble that the show trusts that like Wild last week was all Wild Dogs episode. He's not in this episode. How does the separate storylines and people are like Oliver and Felicity high five through their storylines and then go their separate ways? Is that working for you? I love it. I love it because there's this old school TV rule where if you're in the opening credits, you arc, <laughs> and it might just it might just be like you learned how to clip coupons or something, but you have to have some at least an e plot. Right. And for them to like disregard that, I realized that it makes the show so much smoother. I uh-huh. wish all of our shows did that. And also, I don't care about that future storyline because yeah, we did. Oh I didn't God, miss we it didn't at all. That, that yeah. was awesome. It's even more than not having Wild Dog, not having the future storyline was right. great. Um, I also noticed something in this episode. Um, if you mishear a word, I didn't have closed caption on. I always do because I'm old and can't hear anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, but I misheard them say Argus. Uh-huh. And I heard it as Arby's. And so at, <laughs> at one point they said, we're forming a hardcore Arby's task force. And I couldn't get that out of my mind. Every Sunday night, <laughs> forming know, a hardcore Arby's task force. If you and I were the head of an Arby's task force. Beef and cheddar, beef <laughs> and cheddar. <laughs> so much beef and cheddar. But no, yeah, you, I think that you hit the nail on the head about why this was a great episode. It wasn't special, but it was a little more focused than what mm. I'm used to. They had things to do. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is uh, Mondays on the CW... I'm new at this, sorry. Uh, th- so in the big third act action scene, you really realize that you only have certain superpowers. You don't, if, you are, if you're superpowered, you don't have all of them. Uh-huh. And it's demonstrated by Dinah, uh, who can scream real loud. Yeah. She has to run out of a door through a electrical, <laughs> like it, everything's electrically charged, and immediately slams her head against a banister and falls right down the <laughs> stairs. Because she is not Oliver Queen. She is Dinah. Because he has, though he has no superpowers, he is the one with He would have been able to handle that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, mine was uh, the killing of Mr. Terrific literally made me go, because <gasps> it didn't seem built up. And then when that was revealed to be a VR Matrix thing, I went, <gasps> like, <laughs> normally they highlight all the dumb shit they're about to do, and they got me twice in an episode. And yet, uh, 
I think one key thing is to not make Greg ask the Greg question. Like, they killed him and then brought him back right away. Uh-huh. So you got those two gasps. Right. As opposed to if he was dead at the end of the episode, oh, you wouldn't care back. at all. Yeah. Uh, Arrow is my moment of the week. Coming up next is Black <laughs> Lightning. I like it. The Greg question. And it pertains to this. This week on Black Lightning, Khalil dies in a way that says, yes, this character is for sure actually dead. They do a fade out and everything. Tobias tries to get some powerful thing, and it seems like he does get the powerful thing at the end of the episode, but what the powerful thing is exactly, I'm not quite sure. It's like a green pulsing light. It's very like Pulp Fiction. Green pulsing light. Green pulsing light. Uh, But he's super glad to have it, and early in the episode, he injects himself with a green something, so maybe it's just more of that power sauce. Jen learns to control her powers a bit more. Gamby insists that he is a tailor. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Would you believe it if I told you of Khalil, nothing in his life became him like the leaving it? Yes. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. This this was like back to good Black Lightning. They honestly, uh, now I know why they're like, is he going to die at the end of the last episode? It's because they wanted to have a full episode where he's for sure going to die. And then at one point, Jen's like, okay, I know what we'll do. And she concocts this crazy plan. And her mom looks at her and she's like, no, honey, Khalil's going to die. <laughs> because guys, remember... His spine got ripped out, and you just like don't come back from that. That's yeah, a rough one. Yeah, it's hard to bounce back. Uh, but then at the end, she like Jen is able to go in his mind because it's a CW show, and uh, they like get to say goodbye to each other. Uh-huh. And I don't know, legit feels. And I I have been like souring on this show big time. But what it did is it brought it home to a very small story, and it was mostly about the family and their interactions together. And it was very little of Tobias Whale saying really, like, racist stuff. I am so tired of hearing Tobias Whale say really racist stuff, you guys. I get it. He's that type of person that does that. But, like, it's now been seriously, like, 30 hours of me watching this guy say things that are make me so freaking uncomfortable. And now you're starting to say it in the shower. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just it comes out of you. No. And they clearly get off on the fact that he's an albino black guy saying all this stuff yeah right? and it's so weird he's so powerful for that world it would be like if magneto just wanted to take over hell's kitchen and suddenly daredevil's like wait this is my responsibility he's got the <laughs> he's got the kingpin thing of like everybody in the government works actually for him uh he never leaves his apartment even though he is like bulletproof exceptionally strong why does he still fuck with freeland get it like dude go find some bigger pond but montana yeah. Just take over Montana. Just go do, Actually, yeah. we could probably do that. Take a whole oh, fucking Let's do that state. next weekend. <laughs> Greg, do you have a moment of the week? Um, my moment of the week is uh, somebody says of Tobias, Tobias poisoned a reverend just for fun. <laughs> Black Lightning. Black Lightning is also on Mondays on The CW. Coming up next is The Flash. <laughs> when Sherlock wants to use a memory machine on Barry and Nora to help gain access to Grace's memories, Nora panics, fearing her parents will find out the secret she's been keeping from them. So, she secretly decides to use the machine on her own, which ends in disaster because she's Nora, after she gets trapped inside Grace's mind. Barry and Iris go in after their daughter, and Iris is brokenhearted by what she discovers. Meanwhile, Ralph tricks Cisco into going out for a night on the town. Taste buds, I ask you this. Have you ever been tricked into going out for a night on the town. <laughs> I think I've done the tricking. Yeah? Yeah. Do you remember how do you did it? Yeah. I am sure that at some point you have tricked me into going out a night on the town, and that is a violation. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Greg, he didn't trick me, but I got uh, kindly bullied because uh-huh. 
you were at a strip club. Yeah. And I was at home, like, in my pajamas, uh-huh. with my little nightcap on, ready to go to bed. <laughs> and you went, I'll buy you bottle service, and you won't have to buy any drinks all night. And I went, I guess I'm going to the strip club. That is a Greg that I no longer have any access to or understand in the least. Yeah. That's a Greg from about 10 years ago, and he is the weirdest Greg of all time. He's nothing like the rest of us. That's just when you would just inject glowy green stuff into yourself and buy bottles. I was wilding out, dude. I have gone back to being an old man. I I would gladly trade this Greg for that. Yeah, guy. no, no, that's I, he's definitely a more Ryan Greg, but I I am tired and old now at this point. Uh, the Flash is on Tuesdays on the CW. Coming up next is Deadly Class. Just in case you forgot, the Deadly Class is a high school show as much as an assassin show. This week, Marcus leads a prank war while the rest of the school prepares for the big dance. Pranks. Taste Buds, we postponed our big Deadly Class review until next week in order to cover Supergirl. Based on this description, what are the odds that they've figured it out by then? That would be episode four. I thought about watching this because I just finished the first trade of Deadly Class, and I see why they made it into a show. It's a good comic book. I don't think I hated the first one as much as you guys did, but I'm like not looking for I'm not looking for new friends and I'm not looking for new shows. So I was just like, you didn't do enough to get into the mm-hmm. queue. Um, but I have been because I like the trade so much. Wondering like, might this be an okay show? Were we hard on it? We hate these things when they're new. We always ba- we either say they're the best thing ever, The Wire, or <laughs> we say they're the worst thing ever. And this one got the worst thing ever rating. Ray yeah. Donovan. I mean, it, it's we've definitely watched worse stuff, and the uh, amount of better that the second one was over the first one, I didn't watch it this week, but I, I think I'm going to watch this one and the fourth one for next week, yeah. and there's a chance that it's not terrible, based and on, plus the world likes it. Based on what we are and what we like, the more school dance hijinks there are, I bet the more we like the for show. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that threw me for a loop in the first episode definitely was that it's like a prison in terms of like you have to join an ethnic gang. Uh-huh. Um well, like high school. Because I wanted the high school thing. I wanted them in those uniforms, like going to classes and learning how to poison people. That part of the show I I, get, I almost had identified with. I don't identify with. I'm just interested in it. Um, but yeah, I look forward to it. It's next week that we're covering it, That's right? next week, I yeah. look forward to that. Uh, cool. Deadly Classes. Good, good uh, Greg. I'm glad, I'm glad you look forward to being on the show. That's cool. Uh, Deadly Classes on Wednesdays on The Sci-Fi. Coming up next is The Punisher. In the second episode of the second season of The Punisher, Frank and Rachel hole up in a motel to get some rest, which leads to Frank tying Rachel up and the bad guys finding them. Oh, bummer. <laughs> what? That's this the fire- worst thing. <laughs> this firefight lands them in ja- all in jail, and meanwhile, Madani spends her time taunting Billy in the hospital, even though he can't remember anything. Taste Buds ask you this. Rachel accuses Frank of diving into any fight because he needs to be around fighting. Is the <laughs> show making an argument one way or the other if Frank exists only for violence is uh that show listening to our show and doing like rachel said word for word the thing that i said last week that i actually got from a comic book from like five years ago <laughs> but i but said, said it before it the show did it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think she's totally right like frank again we talked about this last week but frank could travel he, like we can all travel and yeah. not get in fights and he specifically cannot and and she said she's like you jumped into that fight. You didn't ask anybody questions. Her character is interesting because she's like, by the way, thank you. But also, you're <laughs> fucked up. And, and she's not wrong because he duct tapes her mouth and ties her to bed, which creeped me out hardcore. Oh, that's one of the things that we definitely need to change. One, uh, in this next episode, the third episode, we need them to just commit to each other. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to do this every week. Right. Um, but also, we know 
that Frank isn't going to rape yeah. Rachel, but he's not making that clear to Rachel, and yeah. it feels almost like on purpose. The the combination of him because he got shot in the butt and he pulls down his pants and shows her his butt to make her help him with a butt wound, and then that I was just like, yeah, you're giving creep vibes off, man. Although that's a much different butt than my butt. Like, oh, that's a nice butt. Yeah, it's a pretty good butt. Also, a muscle butt. Don't you think they're playing off that too? Don't you think they're like sort of using that bondage imagery, like to titillate? Yes, but I'm wondering how much of it is the writers enjoying themselves and mm. Frank almost using it to his advantage yeah. in the world of the show, you know? Yeah. Frank's deal is leaving everybody on shaky ground. Uh-huh. I don't think he's... The character of Frank is not trying to make the character Rachel think that might happen, but the writers are doing it because how TV works and how uh-huh. humanity is disgusting. I forgot that she was the girl he saved and not the bartender that he was having a thing with. So I thought when you were doing your read that it was... As a sex thing, he had tied her up, yeah. and then some people busted in because that is like the that's the, the that's the nightmare <laughs> that really is yeah like that you have someone tied up and then like something starts burning or there's an earthquake like that's when so, like when nothing can happen like okay we just need ten minutes where no bad stuff happens. <laughs> Billy has been on the sidelines so far, but we have this uh, ultra religious bad guy. How's he going for you guys so far? He's I I hope either give him the little amount of screen time they keep giving him or. Do something interesting with him. I, I don't want an hour so with him then. as is. Right. Yeah, if it, that feels like well-worn territory, my question to bounce it right back to you is where are we on like Jigsaw? Like, and has, has there now been like a minute-long scene of, of him? Yeah, but he, so he just doesn't know what's... He doesn't remember anything. Uh-huh. And Madani's there being like, you piece of shit. He's like, why does she keep doing <laughs> this to me? But it does make when, me feel sad. When he finds out why she's so upset, he shot her in the head. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. I get uh, it. Yeah, that's uh, fine. So who that's gave why him we the have creepy feet. mask? I get you don't want yeah. to see your cut-up mask, but who gave him the creepiest purge mask? And then um, Alex's girlfriend from Supergirl, uh-huh. Maggie Sawyer, uh-huh. is his like in-house therapist, doctor right. person. Uh, she gets the line this week of... Uh, we have to put his brain back together like it's a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, and she just winks over and over again at the camera. <laughs> With both eyes, like, alternating. I would say that this landed exactly where I thought it would. Uh, still making me want to quit the show, but not quitting the show. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm at. I have That's to say. I live in relationships. I didn't watch this Did episode. you enjoy your week, Greg? I didn't watch this episode, you guys. I think you should give it up. I've had my ear to the ground. Honestly, I don't. I just think it's like a really bad return. One of your New Year's resolutions, Ryan, was that you were going to give up on shows. Strongly consider giving up on this show. We devote a lot of our lives to this. Because you're not watching, Greg, we uh, had the over-unders about what you would be grossed out violence-wise. Uh-huh. And so I have to guess for you. I'll, I'll accept your guesses. And I think that this epi- we have one so far in the first two episodes. Or how about describe it to me and I'll tell you yeah. honestly whether or not I would. Uh, it's the bullet thing. Like uh, Rachel really digs in there. In into, a, the, into the hole. In, the, the in, a, yeah. in his butt. Yeah. I would have looked away from that. The butt no, cheek, not the I would never, I'd never watch a scene where a bullet gets dug out. It goes straight up the hole. <laughs> I do go right up Main Street to Great Deadpool. shot. No, but uh, like I, I, I can, t- I can think of many scenes where someone digs a bullet out. I never yeah. look at it, so there's no way I would have looked at the screen. So that's definitely one. They did do a good job of not cutting to a close up of like a fake butt. Like I think that they use his real butt. Yeah, they, they probably they really shot him. shot him in the butt. Gun <laughs> people method. really love guns, man. You don't get a smashed up face like John Bernthal without going method acting. <laughs> Speaking of smashed up face, have we talked about Artie Lang's face? Have you guys seen that recently? 
I hear they CGI'd it for crashing. I would believe that. To make it I, like smoother? His nose is messed up from years of doing coke, right? Yeah, if CGI means coke goes in, then yes. <laughs> uh, Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, it's So they're all arrested at the end, which is hilarious in its own right. But they're doing the mug shots, and they Frank's clothes were covered in blood, so the cops were like, nah. And they put him in a drug rug, like some <laughs> shitty... Like a poncho. Fucking... <laughs> deadhead kid would wear uh and he looked so mad to me i loved it my moment of the week is uh the only interesting thing that happened to billy corgan is that his name billy corgan billy corgan uh he's getting frustrated because nothing's working he can't remember anything and also his head hurts so bad and then he does that thing that tv characters do when they get really frustrated of uh hitting their head as hard as they can billy i think i figured it out bud stop hitting yourself in the head Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. I'm a doctor. Punisher is always on Netflix. Coming up next is Riverdale. On this week's Riverdale, Veronica's lack of quoting Samuel Clemens has been greatly exaggerated, (laughs) as she does, in fact, quote him. Meanwhile, Archie's getting thrown out of bars and construction sites. Jughead and Betty are investigating secret domination bordellos. Reggie is wearing his big boy hat. Smithers is now on the team. And Kelly Ripa guest stars. Tying the neatest red bow on a big, obvious Noir package. Taste Buds ask you this. Didn't Riverdale start off as a noir package? Like, do you need to know noir in order? And like, does this episode work in such a way where you have to have seen a lot of noir but never seen a noir parody? You have to be right in that middle to like any of this. Yeah, it's it's it is weird. Like, uh, at one point, because Riverdale always has to do this when making reference, uh, Jughead's just like like a Raymond Chandler novel. And then he's like, the big sleep. Like, he's just, these are the things we're doing. Uh, just they, read the Wikipedia. <laughs> they, yeah, they really leaned on that. But the way that the show started, like the first six, ep- or maybe even like the first season, it already sort of was that. Right. So this episode felt like, uh, what if in Scream 5 we parodied horror movies, yeah. you know? Because it's been, you're so far out on the branch, you forgot where you started. And yeah. then, did Kelly Ripa say that's Riverdale Jug? No, no Veronica but fucking did. Veronica, <laughs> yeah. yes, and from the second the episode starts, you're just like, okay, just can we get the Chinatown thing out of the way? But you can't, because that comes at the end of that movie, so it has to be at the end of the show, Well, and it's so just like, you're like, okay, fine, just do it, let's get it over with. In the meantime, there's a character named Mrs. Mulray from Chinatown, and then um, Hiram is now involved in a bunch of uh, water, water shenanigans, yeah. just jammed in there, because that's what happened in Chinatown. But then and we Rango. We find, <laughs> and of course, Rango. Um, I would say a better Chinatown. <laughs> I love Rango. Uh, but then in the end, and I struggle every week with the actress who plays Veronica's acting. Like, does she know exactly what the show is, or okay. have no idea? For the record, I just want to say, you are, a, you're a Betty bro, right? Mm. Okay. And I know Taylor is ride or die for Cheryl. Mike, do you have a, a woman from this show? Penelope that- Blossom. I am so into Penelope. Uh, I, I like Ronnie for a lot of reasons. Okay, so Mike and I are both <laughs> Veronica boys. So just keep in mind, say that as you say the next thing, like, I love Veronica, and I've made that choice in my life. So continue with what you're saying in that through that <laughs> lens. She always has this very like heightened dialogue. Yeah. In, a sa- in the same way that Cheryl does, but I think that Cheryl's a little bit better at it, the actress who plays Cheryl. But when she does deliver the final line that Mike said almost exactly, like it was even too yeah. Jughead. It, it has to be a J name. Yeah. Uh, she's like, forget it, Jug. It's Riverdale. Like the, it was. It was like she had an earpiece, and somebody was like, "So in Chinatown, blah blah blah." <laughs> I'm trying to synopsis, the, real quick. History of noir. 
And the, yeah, she does chew on her lines more than the actress that plays uh, Cheryl who does. Who spits it out. But you know what? Like I've, I've, I actually kind of like the way that she does that. They're very wordy lines, mm-hmm. and she delivers them like, man, it's hard to get all these things out in the right order. And I, I don't know. I think she, I think it is a style, and I think that the show. First of all, I have to ask again. I know I keep asking this. Is it getting crazier? Because I feel like the show is actually getting markedly crazier. Like the, the people in it are. I don't think this was just a noir themed episode. Those people were all acting as if they were in right. noir. Like it's not just shot through that lens. It's that's how everybody's acting mm-hmm. that week. Is every character going? So the dame walked in. I never seen yeah. games like on that skirt. Yeah, basically everyone is acting like that. Everyone's dressing like that. One of the you don't get the sense that it's it's the the show the world. That's how people in Riverdale are acting that mm-hmm. week. One of the things that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is doing this season is like really hitting hard that Rachel, uh, the main character, is crazy in a lot of ways. And one of them is dealing with her feelings in these imaginary songs. Yeah. Uh, that like it, we just sort of took for granted that it was a normal-ass musical before, and then they're hitting this hard. I wonder if Riverdale characters are going to have to start reckoning with this like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did. Yeah. So they're going to Rocco's Modern Life, where Jughead walks in, he's like, I didn't get the memo that this week was musical week. <laughs> I missed the rehearsal. Also, I... Dressed as Rocco. I still think uh, that he is the, the Gargoyle King, ultimately. Or at some point, he will be the Gargoyle King, or he's supposed to be the next one, or whatever. It's when it, whatever style he decides to write in, or whatever he wants to talk about, that's how people end up acting that if the whole show ended in a roseanne fashion before it came back and went away and became the connors uh and it was just we're, it makes sense we're watching a teenager go through phases yeah. of what kind of books they're reading and what he's writing like and as awful as jughead can be sometimes uh archie like in this episode he is a barfly just getting tossed out he 10 minutes into his construction career uh gets in a fight with the supervisor and uh then at the end i uh, this will be my moment of the week um brings a gun to murder a coma patient uh-huh. where all you really need is like a pillow or a glass of water just or- a pillow and some pressure that's all it takes Wait. i'm greg for it's, patient murder it's hard to know how much riverdale is flailing or on purpose but archie is clear yeah like he is they just on don't purpose. know anything uh, man i think everything the show is doing it totally means to be doing i i think it is so hard to be in the exact right mindset to like appreciate this show because it keeps inviting you to think it's just stupid but it seems so self-aware i don't know i still think there's gonna be some big slam dunk on all this my moment of the week of course i'm a i'm a veronica dude uh and she is basically decides like her dad's in a coma so she's gonna run the mob and uh one of her like lieutenants tries to tell her something and she's like hey did you just try to mob splain to me (laughs) veronica you're doing it you're making it happen i guess that uh sort of explains then why i'm a betty bro because betty once an episode will say something like she did in this episode when she's walking through the dom bordello with jughead of like so i guess we're just in a bordello now (laughs) like here we go uh, Riverdale is on Wednesdays on the CW. Everything is always, always on the CW. <laughs> Coming up next is Runaways. This week on the Runaways, looks like the score is Topher dead, Robert still kicking. And oh my God, you guys, it feels like everybody's breaking up. Chase and Gert are on the rocks and maybe Carolina and Nico too. This is literally too much. Plus, Jonah is mad that the parental units tried to kill him, and now he's taking matters into his own hands, which were turning that gross white that they turned, but are now healthier after sucking down some of that sweet human energy. The episode ends with Carolina and Nico making a temporary rapprochement, and Carolina revealing that Jonah killed Amy. 
So, gentlemen, I ask you this. How gross is it when Jonah gets all white and peely? Yeah, he looks uh, like old dog poop. I, th- <laughs> I don't like dog poop Jonah. They got to stop doing that. I do think it's like a, an interesting part of the show in that he's constantly cycling through power. Mm-hmm. So he's either the most powerful person on earth or he's a frail, old, peely white man. But like, I'm getting really tired of watching how peely this dude is. <laughs> I hope he starts just sucking down human energy all the time. He's already kind of a weird looking guy. All the way back in Nip Tuck, like I think just he gets, left of handsome. Yeah, yeah, you know, like an extreme. He looks like something from uh, Escape from L.A. He looks like that, like plastic surgeon from Escape from L.A. But then all white and peely, and it's like all in his hands, and he's like, Get just use aloe vera, asshole. <laughs> no, 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 because then the peel goes away, and that's yes. not what you want. What you want to do is get really good at uh, starting to peel and keeping it all one big giant peel. Like, don't flake it off. See if you can just. Make it like three feet long. And then write in your journal that day. Today I got seven inches. Okay, wait. If you like kind of like took off something and it was like an elegant glove of all skin, that would be so satisfying on a personal level. Right. And you slap that in somebody's face and you're fighting <laughs> <laughs> that gross ass duel. My postmates is here. Watch me do this. This is gonna be crazy. I'm gonna give this guy an unexpected tip. Uh but the, yeah, everyone's breaking up, and part of it is because Chase who they have gone out of their way to show this season, is a sweet boy. Obviously, they decided he, he's not going to be a sweet boy anymore. And in the space of, like, five minutes of one episode, decided, no, he's kind of a jackass now, and he's going to be a jackass to Gert. And they didn't spend any time trying to develop that. Oh, his- see, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really? great. Yes. Yeah, because Gert fucked up. And Gert fucked up in a way that a lot of people who are like Gert sort of... You know, she has a bunch of anxiety, and it makes her selfish. And I think sometimes people are too understanding. And he's like, no, this fucking sucks, dude. Are we talking about me right now? (laughs) 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 But I I think it was spectacular. I don't know if this is how I would have handled it, but I like this new chase where Gert's like, hey, could you just not tell people what happened? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, I will not. That was the most Ryan thing I've ever seen. That's how I I felt that way at first, too. But then he started being like, oh, wait, wait. We're not going to save my dad. Or like, oh, it's been a really tough day for me. And it's not that I don't believe that that character would feel upset about those things. Mm-hmm. It's that the way they did it makes me think what they're doing is he's going to be the one to betray the team. Which, of course, if someone is going to like turn their back on this team, you have to make it the white dude. Like, that's <laughs> just how. Like, it, it wouldn't make sense in this context for it not to be him. But I just wish they had earned it a little bit more. Show him slightly aggrieved at these mm-hmm. things, and then in two episodes, tip that you know maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go to the other side. But I, for him to be whiny, one, because like, even though he's growing, he was jock douche bro. When we yeah. Met, so like, it's only been a little time. And also, when his call out and saying she's selfish, he was like, you didn't have to deal with your parents. Yeah. Or like, that is, a, that is, for who they are, the most fucked up thing you could do to one of your brethren is to force them to talk to your parents. Yeah, I li- like, I wouldn't make either one of you suddenly have to talk Thank to your... You. Right? Could you imagine if one of us or the other like, just, like, you had your mom show up? What no, the fuck? Well, mom. Ryan... Well, I'm getting along with my mom right now, and I would still hate that. <laughs> like, that would be awful. Uh, I also The most important thing, to, though, is I want to go back to your intro, Greg, because uh, we should never, ever say, uh, should we go get frozen yogurt? <laughs> We're calling it Chasing Gert from now on. Let's go chase... We're going to go Chasing Gert. Chase that Gert. Chase that Gert, girl. Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, it's the, the most teenage... Not teenage, relationship conversation, and it was so real, and I loved it between Nico and Carolina. Uh, Nico is trying to be cool. The anti chase of the be like, all right, my my partner's freaking out. I'll be super cool about it. She's like, I'm fine with you needing space. And Carolina says, and why did you even come in here? And she's like, well, 
it's not like you told me you wanted alone time <laughs> and we share a room. And I was like, yes, yes. Uh, mine is Nico and Carolina towards the end of the show. I have never, I have rarely seen acting on any of our shows like Nico finding out that Carolina's dad killed Amy. Yeah. Uh, just this cold stare. And a lot of times you try to do so little so hard that it actually becomes a lot. Yeah. And the way that she reacted to that was, I, I like, I always liked Nico's, the, the actress's yeah, performance, she's good. but she is now number one with a bullet. Greg, what do you got? Uh, for me, it is, there's a scene where Carolina sits down with uh, her mom, Leslie, and they're sitting across like this glass table, and basically the conversation is like, so you never told me when I was a kid that I'm like an alien, I'm half alien. Uh, and while they're having that conversation, in the background, there's like this crystal centerpiece, and it's kind of like a square, it's like a diamond, really, and it's made of glass, and there's like the, a real three-dimensionality to it. And I'm like, man, what is this? And I remembered it's the thing been out of this world. Out of this world. That's where, Evie's dad. Yeah. So then I like quickly looked up out of this world and like found it. Yeah. That's like that's obviously a shout out to out of this world. A very deep pull specifically for people like wow. our age. And I'm talking to you, Ryan. Yeah. That barely got to the syndication level. So it was cheap, but it was syndicatable. So they seriously like overloaded <laughs> daytime TV with that. Yeah. I mean, it was a teenage sitcom. About a teenager with superpowers. Is this where she yes, puts her could, yeah. the time? Yeah. Wow. And she talked to her dad on another planet through a through a crystal. I could sing you the whole fucking theme song. Let's not do it. We don't have time for that though. <laughs> Good eye, Greg. Yeah. Good eye, Greg. Uh, Runaways is on Hulu all the time. Our final show this week is Gotham. On this week's episode of Gotham, the army and more specifically Gordon's buddy Eduardo finally Eduardo. show up in the city. We find out that the Riddler was manipulated into blowing up Haven by way of Dr. Hugo Strange, by way of Amanda Waller, who Eduardo works for. It's all sorts of awkward, which will lead to the redemption of the Riddler and Eduardo becoming Bane. Taste buds, I ask you this. At some point, Bruce is going to have to like leave Selina alone, right, and become Batman? Or do we just get so good at ignoring these characters that we don't even notice this awful plotline anymore? It's At a certain point, it stops being like caring, sort of boyfriend, friend, and you're a creep. She's going down a dark path, but let her go down her dark path. And that's Alfred got there. He's like, yeah, I helped last week. You got to let it go. Why are you wearing all black leather right now? Like every episode, Bruce puts one more Batman outfit on. <laughs> Eventually, people be like, Bruce is Batman. He also he, did the Batman dip out. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. With the thing about Selena, though, you guys, is that Selena is like Gotham itself, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you see that she's falling apart, but then you want to save her, even if she doesn't always want you to save her. I think it is a good imagery for what he does to Gotham. Uh, I just feel bad for the actress. She doesn't want to be here, you guys. <laughs> she doesn't want to do this show anymore. They should just let her go. She like makes it clear with her performance every single week. I'm not having fun. I'm still not getting it. The show is going to be over in five episodes. This lady still hasn't found this performance. It is like it's really hard to watch. That's a really good point because uh, mediocre actors get better. You know, and bad actors might get mediocre, but it's rare to see a bad actor get worse uh-huh. in front of you. Imagine the guy that played Mark Brandanowitz was on the show for the entire was, run of Parks and Rec. He's not a bad actor. He is fine. Mark Brandanowitz? You're going to sit here and talk about Mark Brandanowitz and say he was fine? Or if he went on the arc he belonged on and became Mark Batmanowitz. That, <laughs> yes! That's what we need to see. Okay, so you guys, I have a new Riddler. Okay. You know I'm a big proponent of sexy, smart Riddler. Uh, but we don't get a lot of that anymore because he's like, I guess, the other part of Riddler we never get to see. There's a new guy, Dumb, though. Dumb, ugly Riddler. 
emo enigma. <laughs> Have you seen this guy looking into the mirror with his hair in front of his eyes and punching it because he's got so many emotions? Emo enigma. Tyler liked me in high school, Greg. <laughs> Do emo people design their hair that way? Or if your hair is designed that way, you just become emo. When you, you want to be happy. But <laughs> when you become emo, your hair does that. That is just it's just something Even that your hair happens. gets sad and it just that, falls down. Yeah, that's how you know that you're eye. emo. And you then never wear your signature hat anymore. It's so greasy that you zit out and then you can't ungrow it because you don't want to reveal that Phantom of the Opera zit strain. <laughs> zit out? Is yeah. that like a term that you use often? Now I do. Oh god, my butt's <laughs> zitting out. So this show got back an actor that I cannot believe is associated with it, BD Wong. Yeah. And again he kills it as Hugo Strange. He's great. And he did a Oh my! Star Trek. Oh my! Yeah, dude. Oh my! Oh my! Homage. And oh my! Yes. You get it. well. <laughs> when we actually record, you'll fucking nail Thanks, it. Thanks, man. But this dress rehearsal, I think, is going well. <laughs> uh, so Shane West is here. Bane is to follow. What do we think of Eduardo so far, though? I like that when he first popped on the scene. Uh, that they used Mike. What am I always talking about? Tactics. That, right? Yeah, they that's dro- how you fucking fight. They you don't run in with your guns and be like, "All right, we're here now." Uh, you drop in through the ceiling. You, you throw everybody. down flashbangs. You shoot anybody who's running away trying to get to cover. Tactics, but that's not just for action scenes. If you have the capabilities, every time you go into a room, come through the ceiling. Yeah, don't <laughs> use doors anymore. That's what I try to do. Most <laughs> ceilings don't have fucking sunlight. Oh, you don't use ropes or anything. You just belly flop yeah. to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wish that I guess even though we like sometimes when I watch these shows I pretend I don't live on the internet uh-huh. and this should have been dragged out more because to have the big betrayal happen the episode we meet him yeah. it doesn't hurt the way it could have a couple episodes we have no time there's just no time yeah. left for anything Yeah. also you guys I, I have to ask uh, Jeremiah do you think he might be the Joker do you guys think this might be the guy who's going to be the Joker I don't know did you notice did you notice that he had the exact makeup, carriage, and voice of the Joker? <laughs> and he, they did a reverse Joker scene. He watched other people's faces get un- unwrapped, and he laughed still. <laughs> what? He stole their laugh. Are they supposed to look like Bruce Wayne's parents? I, I'm assuming. They didn't like hang a lantern on it, but the, it's an older man and older woman. Who could he be fucking with? Just older Jokers. Uh <laughs> Then they, he should have put a pearl necklace back on yeah. the mom. Then one bead by bead. Oh, I don't think the show needs that. <laughs> I don't want to watch. I think that Joker would be give ladies pearl necklaces. Not that kind of pearl necklace from his penis. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. That just, would be good. Do you guys think dogs can smile? No, no. I don't. With think their so. eyes only, they only smile because the Riddler smile. comes no, back and he's word. he's like, "You named your dog after me." Because like, this is the most upsetting thing to the Riddler there is. Yeah, because yeah. Penguin's hanging out with the dog, and so he's doing what you do when you think it's just you and the animal. Which is, you just converse with it. <laughs> and uh, so the Riddler overhears that, one, the dog is named Ed. Uh-huh. Uh, and two, that the penguin thinks that he smiles. And he's like, dogs don't smile. <laughs> I got very offended by that. And there wasn't even like a puzzle around it. No. Like, it wasn't like something smiles, but dogs aren't it. Bro, guess what? That's a Dogs rap, do a fucking smile. Because that dog was fucking smiling. You could see it. He had a big smile on his that's face. That's just his big, gross face. Idiot. That's what bulldog No, looks like. that's what a dog's smile looks like when a dog's super happy. Right like, before a rabid bulldog tears your throat out, it looks like that. Dude, when, like, dogs, <laughs> when dogs see me, they go off. No way a dog wants to tear out my throat. Should They're tell, so hyped to see me. Should we tell Greg we've been hiding raw steak in his pockets? <laughs> also, just uh, wearing dog masks and smiling <laughs> at him a lot. I would like to stop doing that. That's so scary. Wait, is this directed at me? And no, no, no. Different Greg. Oh, okay. uh, Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, 
it's Penguin and Ed are talking, and Penguin's yelling. He's like, "After Butch, you're my only friend." And Ed says, "But you shot Butch." <laughs> and Penguin goes, "That's why I need you." <laughs> and then right after that, like the sweetest full house, everybody hugs. Music was underneath their conversation. Oh, Gotham, man, with those strong love vibes, they're still doing that Ross Rachel thing <laughs> with them. The emotion was so high in that scene, steamy. But still, the second that Edward leaves the room, Penguin's like, "Oh, he's right over there. Go kill him." <laughs> Greg, what do you got? Uh, for me, it's hard to not say it's uh, Hugo Strange saying, admitting, we put a chip in your brain. He's <laughs> uh, just like, let me level with you. We, we put a chip up there. But uh, Edward Nigma, Emo Nigma sets up a trap where you can't step on the floor. So we get to watch Jim Gordon, like the floor is lava. But obviously they were like, okay, we know it's not that hard to move across a room just on like the chairs and stuff because kids do it all day. But could you like spice it up? <laughs> could you make it look like it's difficult to get across a room that way? And so the guy that played the OC dude that plays Jim Gordon just sells it like, oh my God, at any moment I could fall off this table and then like steps over to the couch and he's like, oh no, what's going to happen? This is perilous. Yeah, he's like about to fall. From the middle of the table. Yeah. Like, you're fine. There's he steps everywhere. onto a couch, and then he leans back all of a sudden, like, whoa, 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 well, whoa, whoa, whoa. We all know Jim is terrified of couches, so <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, my moment of the week is uh, Kathy Geist was one of the villains in this show. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that in the middle of the big city? There's Hicktown? Yeah, there's just, the, you know, the Hick part of Gotham, uh, that, uh, and she ties Edward up and yeah. uh, electrocutes him in a patio chair. But she never mentions Marky Mark once. Yeah, that part is weird. That's offensive to me. So that's Gotham. Gotham is on. Thursday's on. Almost over, you guys. Fox. And I hope that before they're over, they move like back to Mondays. Because this <laughs> Thursday shit is real hard. Yeah, every time I feel like not watching it, I'm like, it's almost over. Just watch it, dude. That's the show. Most people are saying that it was the best show we've ever done. Next that was week, good. Yeah, that it was, was really good, good, right? We got that in. I- I've heard better. Just say it's good. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Next week, we are going to talk about Deadly Class for maybe the last time. Yeah, first and last time We ever. will see. Uh, for Taylor, I'm glad he wasn't here. Outro music, please. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you had a great time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you had a great time. Mike, don't interrupt the outro music. Ryan, you interrupted it. I was going to sing for... I was going to sing for 15 more minutes. Restart. <laughs>